got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold it. Now release slowly. Again, deep inhale. Hold. Release. Repeating internally to yourself as you connect to my voice. I am deeply well. I am deeply well. I am deeply well. 
I'm Devi Brown, and this is the Deeply Well Podcast. Welcome to Deeply Well, a soft place to land on your journey, a podcast for those that are curious, creative, and ready to expand on their journey of higher consciousness and self-care. This is where we heal. This is where we become. I'm Debbie Brown. Thank you for joining us again. As you can tell, we're starting this episode and my voice is doing its own thing. Um, I'm the mom of a five-year-old, which means kindergarten and every week you're sick with something new. Um, And my immune system has been working for my highest good for the last few months and then it just said no more. So Here we are, a little gravel for you. Uh, Today's episode, we are going to be going into the depths in a really beautiful way. I can already feel it coming through. Um, Take a second if you don't yet, grab a journal, maybe grab a tissue and a couple hand placements that might feel good in any moments that might feel tender. Could be hand just on the heart, really simply like that. Maybe one right here in your core to feel supported and remember to breathe, take deep breaths, feel whatever is necessary and whatever would like to be known by you. This episode, we are joined by a very, very special guest. Zabi Yamasaki is the founder of Transcending Sexual Trauma Through Yoga an organization offering trauma-informed yoga to survivors, consultations for universities and trauma agencies, and training for healing professionals. She is a renowned trauma-informed yoga teacher, national trainer, and keynote speaker, having trained thousands of instructors and mental health professionals. Her curriculum is widely used at universities like Yale, the UC system, Stanford, Johns Hopkins, and more. Zabie holds degrees in psychology and social behavior and education from UC Irvine and higher education administration and student affairs from the George Washington University. Her work has been featured on CNN, NBC, and the Huffington Post, earning her awards in support of victim services and leadership. She is also the author of several books, including Trauma-Informed Yoga for Survivors of Sexual Assault and Children's Books Promoting Well-Being. She has also created a trauma-informed yoga affirmation card deck. Ooh. Mm. Deep, 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 important, pioneering work. Thank you for joining us, Sabi. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm just taking that in. You know, sometimes you you forget the journey that has has anchored you in the now. And just hearing you say, yeah. read my bio, it was really a moment to take it all in. So I mean, this is massive. <laughs> this is massive. You know, and I think I'm already emotional. God, she's... <sighs> <laughs> Me too, mama. <laughs> Kindergarten mamas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, <clears throat> the thing that always strikes me when I have, when I'm blessed to have guests, which is pretty much every guest that has been on this show, that comes to this show 
with a body of work that required so much to learn. Yes. You know, I think and and in no way is this a criticism because I think each of us shows up in our purpose in exactly the way that we're meant to. And I don't really think anything is to surface. Like we are showing up as we are at the height and the depth that we are designed to. But, you know, in this day and age, a lot of times you hear introductions or you have people that have the chance to be on a platform. And, you know, some of the things they say is just like, as seen on this, or, you know, um, this person believes in being positive or, <laughs> you know, and it, it's great and it's good. Um and it's so it is helpful for people, but when I when I read certain things, right, like your life's work, something you've dedicated yourself to, is helping people transcend sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. It's like I absolutely understand, and for you to be in these universities, universities to hold the degrees that you hold, you have had to be in process and in practice and submerged in something that is incredibly difficult, challenging, unknown, right? Like this is a work that is being created really for the first time. Um, And it's just, it's special and it's important. And I just want to recognize that again. So thank you for joining. Thank you so much for reflecting that back to me. It has been such a journey just as a survivor myself and really having that inform the work that I do in the world. So I forget to have those moments of self-celebration of it took so much, especially as a woman of color in the trauma field, really trying to lay the path for work that hasn't been done before, you know, going into these prestigious universities and saying, we need to expand the scope of services for healing trauma. We can't just do the things we've always done because we've always done them. You know, it's taken a lot of courage and grit (laughs) and resilience to get to this moment. So thank you for having me. And especially, you know, some of the pieces that you're speaking to, right? Woman, woman of color. So as we've all, as many of us have come to see, especially in the last handful of years that may not be directly connected to that world, we have been underserved in every category for all of human history, all of human history, all of modern societal civilization, all of it, all of it. You know, we are just now having studies done on women's bodies in the last handful of years. And for those that don't know this and are are not familiar, you know, the majority of the science and the medical understanding that we have is solely rooted in the study of men's bodies, specifically white men's bodies. And very often when they're, you know, they come to understandings, they don't take the time to study women and see how things develop in women. They just kind of assume it's half of whatever it was for men. Um, And so women, children, men, anyone who has survived sexual assault or, you know, uh, big T trauma, this is really the first time in evolution, there has been the chance to be supported in those experiences. It's a big deal. It's a big, big, big deal. 
Um, and so, yeah, coming in those spaces as a woman, as a woman of color, you have to work so much harder to be recognized and especially to not just be seen as overly emotional or why is that matter? And you have to speak real truth to power. You know, it's, you know, as you're saying that it's, it's reminding me of President Napolitano, who was president of the UC system. Mm. She gave me 10 minutes on her task force meeting to talk about why trauma-informed yoga should be implemented as a healing modality at every UC campus. (laughs) And you know how sometimes when you're going into a speaking engagement and you know who your audience is, Mm. you can sort of tailor your talking notes accordingly. With this, it was chiefs of police, Title IX officers, UC regents, care directors from across each of the UC campuses, students. So everybody is kind of looking for something different. And she's like, you've got 10 minutes. (laughs) I can't think of a time where I needed, as you said, I needed to be so anchored in my truth and in my power and trust in the embodied wisdom that already exists within me. Because I think so many women, especially women of color, we we will rehearse and we will practice all the things. And we just, the perfectionism is oftentimes required, you know, with it to work yeah. within these systems. Yeah. And it's hard because we want to push back against that messaging. But um, And I all the gaslighting you receive, you know, very very often in life in general, but especially when you're in that position and you're trying yes. to get people who not only have not had your lived experience, but really don't see value in it or don't care necessarily. Yes. To get them to take what you're saying seriously, you yes. have to find every possible way to communicate and substantiate what you want to say. Yes. Exactly. Sheesh. Exactly that. And I love that you're one of the few people who who could understand the energy and nuance yeah. of, of all that shows up in those spaces, right? You know exactly what you said. And I think that, um, you know, ultimately it ended up going well and we did implement at every UC campus. But wow. I think it's it's also a reminder in those moments, I find that it can be so liberating to let yourself just get lost in the flow of all that already exists within you, of all yeah. that you already know, without feeling the need to be perfect, you know, to just trust. And I felt like, you know, when you have those moments where you're like, all right, put the notes aside and let me just say my thing. <laughs> yeah. Because you know it by heart and it's your destiny. It's yes. your purpose. Yeah. Zabie, to whatever extent um, you feel comfortable, how did you find yourself in this work? Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for asking in such a thoughtful way. Um, you know, as a survivor myself, for years, I struggled with the debilitating impacts that trauma had on my nervous system. Mm. It was the panic attacks, anxiety, insomnia, GI issues, you know, and simultaneously, all of my professional roles have entailed giving presentations on trauma on college campuses. And without a doubt, after every presentation I would facilitate, there would be a number of survivor disclosures that followed. And in those sacred conversations with survivors, there were some pretty consistent themes that were coming up. 
Mm. One was this need to feel something tangible, something that would help them regain power and control of their body and manage the physiological impact, the somatic impact of the triggers that they were navigating every single day. And two was just not being quite ready to process their experiences through talk therapy or that wasn't an accessible option for them. And I knew that I wanted to create a program that spoke to the language of the body Mm. that was soulful and intersectional and culturally affirming at its core. Because what it comes down to really is this need to create multiple pathways for survivors to heal. And it was interesting because I was sort of living these parallel worlds. I was very involved in the anti-sexual violence movement in my work on college campuses and then simultaneously going through yoga teacher training. And as I started learning more about nervous system physiology and intersecting that with my trauma education and really starting to understand the impact that trauma was having on the nervous system, I thought, we have to expand the scope of services for survivors. We are so limited in what we are currently offering. Um, You know, oftentimes it's a support group and it's no longer running or there's short-term advocacy or mental health support, but you can't get access. You know, there's so many barriers that survivors go through. And the limitations of very often, um, you know, talk style therapy. It's just for for certain experiences that will not heal you, Mm -hmm. specifically when it's things that you did not participate in that did not have your consent. You know, it's there's no way to talk yourself out of that or talk yourself into kind of why that could be okay or make sense. You just have to reclaim (laughs) your physical body, your cells. Yes. Absolutely. And find that safety and stability in the nervous system first. I think the power of that in oftentimes empowering survivors to then seek additional resources in their recovery. Um, The first quarter that we ran our eight-week trauma-informed yoga program at UCLA, there were 40 survivors who submitted interest forms to want to participate in the trauma-informed yoga program. And of those 40, only 10 of them were currently connected to a survivor advocate or to a therapist or to any other means of support. So for the other 30, this was their first entry point in saying, I'm here, I'm a survivor, I don't know what to expect, but something was calling me to this modality. Wow. Powerful, the pathway that that opens up. What are some of the ways that um, sexual trauma can present in our bodies? And I would love to hear that from a child perspective and an adult perspective. Ooh, that's such a good question. (sighs) You know, one of the first things that was coming to mind when you asked that is, you know, PTSD is really the body's way of communicating to us that we have this undigested sensory residue that wants to be processed in some way. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I was letting that yeah. land for a second. I, you know, PTSD is the body's way of communicating that we have this undigested 
sensory residue that wants to be processed. And I think so often survivors will experience even more self-blame because of all of the way that these survival skills are presenting. You know, our body, when our body is having a panic attack, for example, or when we're having those GI issues, all of these are our resilience responses. You know, mm. I think for so long we've been shamed into thinking like something's wrong or you're broken and you need to fix it. Whereas with trauma-informed yoga, we're really working to bring this. So in yogic philosophy, Trauma causes something called vasanas. And vasanas are these emotional imprints that live in the body that oftentimes get deep-rooted or hardwired or lodged in various areas of our body, depending on the nature of what we've experienced. Mm -hmm. And when we start to practice in community, co-regulation, feeling grounded in your power and your worth, knowing your boundaries, being able to assert your boundaries. All these themes are sort of woven into the curriculum. And all of it starts to inform the way that survivors start to speak to themselves. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I think we can never underestimate the power of these sacred spaces that we hold when we're holding space for other people, even just our own supportive presence, what that can do for someone else coming into the space to help them feel safe. So I know I sort of semi-answered your question and then added a little bit more, but I think it's, you know, really important for us to remember that, you know, we don't deserve to experience any additional shame or blame for all the ways that our body is trying to survive and communicate to us. Deeply. Wow. Talk me through trauma-informed yoga. What is it? So trauma-informed yoga is an evidence-based healing modality. It is an empowering yoga practice that prioritizes. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. 
And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. This is the lived experience and healing of each and every survivor, of each and every student. Safety, trust, choice, and control are some of the core components that guide the practice. And I always joke about this, but, you know, one of the first places that I actually started teaching trauma-informed yoga was at a CrossFit gym. And so it was like two different different (laughs) worlds, you know, like very masculine presenting, you know, what was so the reason I share this is because, you know, you saw these folks slow. I think at first they're like, who is this lady and why is she giving us so many choices? And we're in our feelings and this is a lot, but you slowly start to you would see that armor, that emotional armor sort of coming down and wow, I don't, I don't have to push myself beyond my capacity. Yeah. It's okay for me to just find one shape and stay there for the entire time. And that's enough. You know, it, this modality benefits everybody. Mm. Yeah. 
<laughs> when when someone is starting a practice, you know, I remember <sighs> when I found meditation, I speak to this all the time, but when I found meditation, it it changed the fibers of who I was. It, yes. I glimpsed my soul. I had access to an entirely different um, life and possibility. I remember because, you know, so often, you know, everything is within kind of that mindfulness, mindful awareness, higher consciousness toolbox, right? Like, especially from the Vedic system, yoga and meditation. And so those things always look like they go together, right? So the assumption (laughs) is like, if you're meditating, you're doing your yoga and you're all the things. When I first started my meditation practice, I tried to also start a yoga practice and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I did not like it. I liked it in theory. It seemed relaxing, but that's what really kind of awakened me to the understanding that my body had no idea how to relax, like none whatsoever. And it also shows, you know, I think the thing that can be triggering and why especially um, if you've had, you know, experiences that are challenging and traumatic or if you are a person of color coming into some of these spaces, a lot of studios for a very long time, um, really did not seem very welcoming. Um, You know, a lot of the early studios I went to was just 100% a white experience and in a very specific way, um, more centered around positivity and not centered around like healing and process. Um, That was my experience where I've been. And so I remember, you know, recognizing my own barriers to accessing that work and for me, it was like even something as simple as trying to stretch or like bending over and not being able to, right? Like not being able to touch my toes. It's like it created a judgment inside of me. And and I think this extends to whether or not you are a survivor or you just have been kind of disassociating from your body for a host of reasons. When you don't know that you're not in your body, it can be very um, scary, anger-inducing, shame-inducing yeah. to try to be present with your body, either through, you know, working out or, you know, yoga practices. And so I remember I would try to go to a couple classes and I was just so frustrated that it looked so simple and everyone else was <laughs> doing it so simply and I couldn't. You know, and I was noticing all the areas that I had pain and all the ways that it kind of felt like my body was betraying me. Um, And so it would be many years before I was able to get to yoga. I had to kind of heal in a host of other ways first. And then that created the freedom in my body that created the space. And so when I finally did connect to my yoga practice, um, especially after doing Pilates for some years, it was like, this is one of the most gorgeous, divine things I could ever do with my time. You know, it's like, now it feels like such a pleasure, Mm -hmm. deep, deep pleasure, such a gift to be in yoga postures. And it's like, you know, I know if I'm having like a day that's a little more high stress or if I have some sadness present, I'm going to get in that pose and God, that's going to feel good. And I'm going to leave it there, you know? So... Just kind of speaking to to that piece of it, um, 
What are some of the the barriers that a sexual abuse trauma survivor might face if they begin to attempt a yoga practice? And maybe what what are some ways to observe that and work with that? Mm, I love this question. And first of all, thank you so much for sharing that beautiful reflection Mm. of your journey too, because as you were sharing that last piece, I just had this image of you in like star pose, just, you know, completely opening yourself up to whatever. (laughs) She is surrendered, honey. She is flexible. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh my goodness. See, and we need that we need the laughter and yeah. the levity in in doing this work. It, it's it's what also allows me to to do this work in a sustainable way. What I would say is, you know, if you can imagine what it might be like for a survivor of sexual assault walking into a yoga studio for the first time. Maybe they are not familiar mm. with the practice whatsoever. And perhaps their doctor recommended it to them. Maybe you should try yoga. It might help you know, help you with your anxiety or with your depression. And mm, maybe yeah. they find oh my themselves, God. Like you know, so you see where I'm going? <laughs> suggestion, but without telling you. But you might get really scared when you first try. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love that you could feel, you know, where we're going with yeah. this. Because I think so often survivors will, they might find themselves in a heated studio. There's straps hanging on the wall. People wow. are wearing minimal clothing. Wow. The mats are placed very close one next to each other. You know, one of the first things the teacher might say is plan to stay the entire time and no water breaks. You know, like we, we've all maybe yeah. have had our own version of this experience where immediately the nervous system goes, this is unsafe, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I can't leave. And I'm so overwhelmed and my nervous system is completely flooded in this moment. And I thought this was going to help me. I thought this was going to be healing for my journey. And And then it's another mirror for what's defective about you in your mind in a harsh language for what is, you know, wrong with you and all the ways you're more broken than someone else. Yes. Yeah. And and also going back to what you were saying earlier about how excluding many yoga studios can be of folks of all shapes and oh sizes and gender identities and races and religions. You know, it's you yeah. will oftentimes walk into a space and no one else looks like you. So there are so many barriers that oftentimes come up for survivors when seeking out this practice. And I think when you tell a survivor of sexual trauma to just sit and be with it, you know, sit through the emotion, just be still, that can actually make their trauma symptoms worsen. You know, we have to tailor and adapt the practice in a way that integrates all of the trauma physiology all of the understanding of the way that trauma impacts our brain, really thinking about the neurobiology of trauma and creating these sacred spaces that allow all survivors to feel seen and welcomed. I I used to teach this 
donation-based trauma-informed yoga class in the community in Orange County. And there was one survivor who walked in and she was sort of looking around the space. You know, there's a, just even with this beautiful space, there's so much intention that goes into really supporting the energy and an integrity of the space before folks even walk in. And she comes up to me and she goes, I know you don't know me, but I feel like you love me. And it was, it was such a moving moment for me because she felt, wow. even before we had started the practice, just the way that I, I greeted her, just the way that she felt seen in this space. You yeah. know, I think it's why I feel so passionate about the trauma-informed yoga trainings I lead because there's so much so much of it is energy, which I think we've touched upon a lot today already of when you're training folks to hold space, it's not a checklist. Oh, gosh, <laughs> Everyone yeah. wants the checklist and and the quick fix and the quick education. And let me just add that to what I'm doing. And, and so much of the work that I do is, you know, this is a, a philosophy and a skill set. It's a way of being, of centering people's humanity and, and mm. putting them at the center of their own experience. Like they are the expert. And God, we are just beautiful. a reflection and, and mirror back to them. That is so beautiful. I, and I'd love to share for any listening to the show right now that are early in their journey of perhaps being um, a facilitator or working in this space of helping people, whatever you know the titles are, um, or if you're looking to embark on that, remember, it's about the people you're serving. It is not about you. And I know it's you giving and it's you living your purpose. And I know everything it takes to find one's purpose. Mm -hmm. But it really is then giving your gifts um, over to the people that need them. Yeah. And so it is taking the ego out of it. It's working the slow process of saying, not how possibly, potentially, do I make this space, this studio, so me? Yes. And it's, how do I make it feel so soft, so warm, so that the work I have to give is able to be received at the highest level, the deepest level, yes. and with the most intention. That is why if you are someone that works in the healing space, you do the work. That is why you give the work. And um, that's always my intention when I do this show. Remember, it's okay to slow down as you are beginning to take up space yes. in that world or in your purpose. And it's that slow process. You learn the layering of attention, intention over time. Yes. You know, you learn by working with people and serving what the needs are and then how to continually be and practice and process with refining the way you show up in that. Yes. I Ugh. love that so much. And Debbie, as you were saying that it, you know, one of the first things that even before I go into any of the, the trauma education or the frameworks and the trainings, I, I remind yoga teachers, healing professionals that come to the trainings that Tending to your own nervous system with so much care and love 
and intention is one of the most powerful tools you can model and mirror for all those that you hold space Mm. for. And I think we forget that, you know, because we'll get really excited about doing all the things and starting this new program and leading this class. and, And then that frenetic energy is felt in the spaces that we're holding. So I loved what you were saying about slowing it down and thinking about the layers and the energy of it all because it is a lifelong journey and um, you, we don't have to sprint through it. We can take our time and and gently yeah. process and integrate. Uh, gently <laughs> process and integrate. <laughs> You've trained numerous yoga instructors and mental health professionals across these various universities. What are some key principles that you emphasize in your trauma-informed curriculum? Mm, And what is trauma-informed versus being a non-trauma-informed facilitator? Oh, this is so, so powerful. So, you know, I I always like to, especially when I talk about trauma-informed care generally, this work really comes from the Black and Brown feminists who are on the front lines doing direct service work with survivors, working in the early anti-sexual violence and domestic violence movements, and really working to center survivors in their unique and culturally affirming needs. And we oftentimes forget that in this field of you know, there's a lot of white male researchers who have dominated the trauma field. And it's why I felt so passionate about writing this book from a survivor perspective, because, you know, sometimes we'll read, we'll read books on trauma, and then we end up feeling re-traumatized when we're, you know, we forget that those who are coming to seek out these resources are oftentimes also survivors themselves and want to be held and supported compassionately as they're reading. And that's the way that I wrote my book because I, you know, just anchoring in those gentle pauses. If this was activating or triggering for you, let's let's pause here and come back to it or maybe flip to the practices at the end of the book at, at any time. Um, and so what I would say with the curriculum piece is, is something that is still astounds me to this day is that I actually wrote the eight-week trauma-informed yoga curriculum that I facilitate in these different universities, one night at 3 a.m. in my pajamas, I like, you know, when you have those moments and you're just like, I got it. I need pen to paper. It needs to come out of my body. And there's something here. And I just, I'm scribbling out these themes and I'm making these connections between the body and, you know, thinking about certain shapes that I find supportive as a survivor and what I would want to share with other survivors. This curriculum went on to be implemented at, you know, at Yale and Stanford and Johns Hopkins. <laughs> I still wow. remember that early moment of I wrote it. It was birthed from this deep lived experience of being a survivor and navigating, you know, the nuances of my unique journey and, and wow. wanting to share and be of service and helping others feel seen. And um and now it's it's so much bigger than me. I never could have imagined that that it would be what it is today. And I think it goes back to sort of what we were talking about earlier with, I think when you're so grounded and anchored in your power and your truth, 
And no matter what anyone tells you, no matter the setbacks or the people who say it's too ambitious or, you know, yeah. good try, whatever, all the things that I heard of people who who thought my dreams were too big. And I wow. said, no, I, I, I have a clear vision and a clear path. And I want, I want to just keep seeking this out. And I just, <laughs> I feel so touched to just be with you today and be sharing this journey wow. because I really forget to pause and, and just have that moment to be like, wow. This yeah. is amazing, you know, that this is amazing that all these universities are finally understanding that they cannot leave the body out of the equation when we're talking about healing. And we can't continue to send survivors through these various systems without giving them the tools to balance their own system, you know? Absolutely. So, <laughs> Absolutely. So much to say. <laughs> so much to say. Deeply. Well. I have a question as it relates to children. So oftentimes when we find ourselves now having these conversations, it's talking about tools very often for people who have experienced trauma in childhood. So it's the adult healing of a trauma that may have happened in childhood or um, an abuse that may have happened. Since we are now aware of the fact that so much childhood abuse and neglect and trauma. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com occurs, I think it's really important that we start really looking to see children now, whether they are our children or children in the community. We need to observe kids. We need to pay attention. And now that we are collectively doing so much inner child healing in adulthood, we have it. We know it. So how can we help children now who are in those experiences? So really my question, Zabie, is, you know, is this trauma-informed yoga for sexual abuse survivors available for children now? And do you think it's something that could benefit a child if someone um, has had the tragic experience of maybe something happening to their child Mm. that may be listening right now? What are some ways to begin to support that child while they're still in childhood. Hmm. If the if the child has had an experience of yes. trauma. Yes. Oh, you know, I I think about this a lot. And I to answer your first question, yes, that this modality is becoming more and more accessible to kiddos because folks are realizing that we we do have to start earlier with the resources that we're providing. And also you think about it too, in similarly the way that trauma shows up for kids with the stomach aches, with, um, you know, not being able to sleep. The insom- You know, there's so much that we experience as adults that our little ones are experiencing too. And yeah. so often we paint this as like they're acting out in unloving ways or they're being difficult or throwing a tantrum when, you know, really being mindful of that, that really is trauma, a trauma-informed approach is not just looking at the behavior, but looking at the root and, and really trying to understand what else is going on here. Yeah. And um, I remember, you know, in those community classes that I used to teach, there was a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. She was 11 years old and she would never do any of the shapes. She would sort of lay in fetal position and I would bring a tissue box over to her and just sort of check in with her throughout the class. And she said it was the only place in her life that she felt safe. Wow. 
I think about her all the time and I just sending her so much love and, you know, we can never underestimate the power of cultivating, helping people cultivate safety in their lives, no matter how small that window or pocket of time was for her, it comes back to reestablishing safety. And it's really why I felt so passionate about the the children's resources, which to be honest, Debbie, I didn't know that those were going to be in my future. But I think as you know, having a, a, a little one, especially five years old kindergarten, there's so much that's happening in this time that's opened up my eyes to, wow, we need to start sooner. Yeah. We need to yeah. start so much sooner. Would yoga be something that a parent could consider seeking out for their child. Absolutely. There are so many incredible trauma-informed yoga teachers who specialize in working with children. Wow. You know, and please reach out to me if I can be of any support and getting you connected to referrals because um, I've had the honor of training so many healing practitioners who not only teach classes in the community, but also start to integrate this modality into their clinical work. Mm. And we're seeing so much benefit there as well, because if you think about it, you know, a child doesn't want to just launch into a trauma narrative. You know, I think starting with some fun, there's so many ways to make the practice accessible to kiddos and also teaching it still in a trauma-informed way. Um, So adding sort of that, that levity and that opportunity for play and to just kind of express their emotions. How are your emotions expressing themselves in your body today? What does that look like? You know, I think it's, there's so many subtle ways that um, I've seen therapists start to integrate this into their work. And then it sort of creates that pathway Wow. wow. For some of the deeper work to continue. So, yeah. And the ages you. for healing deck is that's the, the children's deck yeah. there. Can I just show? Please. Is it okay if I show? You know, I was going to say, yes, start grabbing some. Um, so, just in the last like two years, you have been coming through with the heat. I mean, there <laughs> is, this is a very comprehensive body of work of your, of your systems, you know, and, yeah. and, oh my goodness, like, I want to read through some of the book. Can we go one by one? Yes, of course. So I know right now you have your children's deck. H is for healing. 52 everyday practices for strengthening children's physical, emotional, and mental well-being. And that released this month. Yes, it's coming out actually next month, February 27th. So soon. Yes. And it, I, the reason I shared this one first is because it really goes back to what we were just talking about in terms of making this an accessible practice for children. Wow. Um, Christine and I, my colleague, Christine and I, we love this window of tolerance version Mm. for a child-friendly version, which she adapted from Dan Siegel and using turtles as a way for children to kind of understand what is it, what does it mean to be out of my window of tolerance when I'm feeling super anxious or where I'm feeling a little shut down and sad, you know, giving them the child-friendly ways. Um, I do a turtle stuffed animal with my son and he'll show me I'm feeling a little out 
out of control today. So the turtle has turned upside down or I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I, I had a snack and I got my energy out and, you know, I feel a little bit more in the zone. And so I think taking these tools, you know, I think a lot about if I had had some of these tools when I was little, you know, little Zobby, (laughs) the butterfly hugs, the opportunities Mm. for anchoring, you know, it's just, I can't wait to get this request. Oh my gosh. Well, this is your copy. So (laughs) how powerful. And this, what I'm really loving about what I'm seeing in this book is it's, you know, I think now kind of, there is this movement around helping children have language for their emotions. So we're seeing things, but as a parent, as I've been picking things up and trying to use them with my child, it's really, I have not found a lot of things to be that helpful because it's very, very cognitively mature. You know, there is like, it's too, it's too intense in understanding or of a language system you're trying to give a child with no life experience. Yes. And so I always think, is that actually disconnecting them from their emotions more going to give them a fatigue and an exhaustion of feeling? <laughs> but then what I'm seeing and what you're using here is it's, it's that slow developmental process of I'm giving you developmentally what your brain and body can metabolize right now. Yes. And how it can be used and then evolved and stretched as exactly. you age. Exactly. Wow. And and when you said doc, uh, when you said Christine, were you talking about our Christine? Who's yes. Been on the show? Yes. yes. Talk to Christine. <laughs> EMDR workbook for kids. One of my favorite episodes. Such a beautiful, beautiful woman in work. So so blessed to have had her. Wow. I I'm so excited about this um, book. I also want to talk through so your trauma-informed yoga affirmation card deck as well, um, and a flip chart, which is going to be released this July. So this is for adults. Yes. Okay. This is for adults. How would someone work with this deck? Oh, there are so many beautiful ways to work with this deck. You know, I think for many survivors, they might just do a daily card pool and mm. sort of find their way into the shape. And there's a trauma-informed cue on the back for them to kind of explore in their own way and at their own pace. We have many yoga teachers who actually find these incredibly helpful when they're sequencing their trauma-informed yoga classes. So they love to kind of just put them out and create the sequence. And, you know, then they have the cues right there. I have many therapists who are like, Zombie, I literally hold the card up during session and I read your cue from the back. So it, it also takes the pressure off of folks to have to, if they're new to the modality or work or those who are maybe not yoga teachers, but wanting to kind of dabble and starting to integrate these tools in their practice. Um, you know, just a way to anchor this, the session. Um, the cards are, are deeply inclusive and just really meant to be a soft place to land for folks. And I see so many healing practitioners creating their, their really sacred circles when they're holding space and yeah. putting out the, you know, putting out the deck for folks to choose from. So, so, so special. <laughs> so special. Just, you know, when I think of at some of the retreats I lead, like the sacredness of creating the space. Yes. It's just, 
Yes. It's a part that means so much to me. And yes. like even um, shout out to everyone that has been to the Women Who Heal retreat at the Omega Institute. Um, me and Samantha Timmons, who's on my team, Sam and I always like are in the room an hour early and we are dancing. We are lighting incense. I'm doing Reiki in this space. <laughs> yes. We're praying. You know, we're trying to invoke an energy in that feels safe and soft before people yes. even step foot in there. And it's, I think it's one of the most beautiful parts of being a teacher yes. is being able to continually kind of build and expand the way you're able to do that. Oh, so I love that so much. I could see it too. Yes. I could see you and Samantha doing your thing in there. I need to come to one of these retreats. Oh my gosh. Please. I would love to. Oh God. Okay. Well, you're coming. So everyone, <laughs> that's happening. Yes, indeed. Um, and I would love to speak about too um your other books. So in 2022, you dropped your first book. And this is kind of like the master book. Yeah of all of the deep work and deep healing um, yes. that you've created. And so that is the trauma-informed yoga for survivors of sexual assault, practices for healing and teaching with compassion. Wow. Yes. Wow. It is the book, ba- the first book, baby, for sure. Like such a deeply treasured. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. Um, the images are so beautiful and the colors. The illustrator, Eve Andre. So these so are all mine. Do I get all of these? Yes, they're yes, all okay, your good. copies. I was like, I can't wait to dive into that later. <laughs> yes. That is amazing. Okay, and that is so beautiful. This is really so the guidebook beautiful. for, you know, anyone, not only for survivors who are seeking out their journey to heal through trauma-informed yoga, but also for any healing practitioner who wants to learn how to hold space in a trauma-informed way. And then sort of the second half of the book is really about, you know, how often have have you gone to an amazing training or immersion or retreat and you're like, I learned so much incredible information that I want to integrate, but I don't know where to start. Yes. You know, like yes. where I, I know what needs to happen, but how do I make it happen? So the second half of the book is all about how to build and implement your own trauma-informed yoga program or curriculum or teach classes. It's wow. everything I've learned over these past several years of doing this work. <laughs> what an invaluable tool. Thank wow. you so much. Thank love. you for creating it. Thank you. And then you have your first children's book, yes. which is Your Joy is Beautiful. The magic of remembering you are enough just as you are. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about this book and how how can parents really sink into it with their children or excuse me, teachers or anyone that supports children? How can oh. they sink into it with a young one? Oh my goodness. There are so many tools in this book. I, I actually wrote this book. I wanted to show them tired mama. (laughs) So this is intentional. Me Me too, mama. (laughs) It says, you help me slow down and honor my pace. And that feeling of presence just can't be replaced. And, you know, so many moms will write me and they're like, I feel so seen with the tired mama and her coffee. (laughs) Trying to just have a moment, you know, and, and really the book 
is about that. It's about yeah. the beauty and joy and enoughness of these everyday moments. You know, there's like a pile of laundry here on the couch and they're dropping into their yoga shapes. And, you know, it's... Oh, that is so... Okay. Can I... Something I want to speak to that I yes, think is so powerful. of course. <sighs> So a lot of times, you know, um, some of the new materials that are coming out for children, it it's focused on the children, but it's not necessarily focused on helping the children even understand the relationship and kind of some of that emotional exchange that happens between yes. child and parent. So yes. the page that you just showed and and kind of being able to give language and tools to parents for the very real experience of being utterly exhausted and also navigating your own life's traumas and experiences and all the ways Mm. that you didn't get any of this. Um, It's just so powerful that that tool is present as well, that there is some language being created around that. Um, Yes. I like earlier this week, I actually let my son see me cry for the first time. Like he kind of, I mean, he's seen me cry at like movies maybe, or he's seen happy tears, but I was, I was having a day and, but you still got to get dinner made. You got to do all the things. So I just had some tears yeah. and he comes up and he's like, are those happy tears? And it's like a part of me wanted to lie so bad and just yeah. be like, yeah, baby, that's right. <laughs> you know, um, because you also kind of, at mm-hmm. least I do, I think, I don't ever want my child to feel responsible for me emotionally. And I don't want to give them kind of access to seeing, sensing, or feeling more than they know how to understand or digest. But then, you know, I just said, actually, no, mom is just a little sad today. I just Mm -hmm. have a little bit of sad tears, but that's why I'm holding my heart and I'll be okay, you know? And he just saw that. And it's funny, it was, it was confusing for him. He looked at me confused. I mean, yeah. He was just like, what is that feeling? <laughs> but he needed to witness it, right? Because I'm not perfect. I am a human and I have feelings. And it was just so helpful for me to give myself kind of um, the space to do that, but to really slow down enough to think, how do I want to present this to him? And how do I want to share that it's not his responsibility or something he has to fix. He doesn't need to make me laugh, you know, yes. and it doesn't need to scare him that I can take care of myself, but you can also see the truth of what an adult experience is. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. That's exactly what I was going to say, that what a powerful and beautiful moment that you were able to model mm. for him. Thank that, you. That this is, this is Okay. You know, these are some sad tears, but, you know, we want, I think so much, first of all, we don't talk enough about how challenging it is to always hold the default nervous system in the room. Ooh, girl. Okay. <laughs> Especially episode in- number two today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we Sweet could, we God. could do a whole episode on that yeah. of just being a healer and a facilitator and a mother. And, you know, there are so many, I, I imagine many of your listeners are holding these intersecting roles of like, always having the pressure to be regulated and to be, you know, all, whatever we want to call it, all the things. And it's just not, that's not, that's not a human response. And it it also isn't potentially setting your child up to know how to navigate the world or how to even interact with you for the rest of your lives together outside of childhood. 
deeply well. Can you say what you just said again? (laughs) You said the default emotion of the room? The default nervous system in the room. The default nervous system in the room. Mm -hmm. And when I'm doing sort of trainings on vicarious trauma or burnout within these various organizations that I support, when I say that to a room full of doctors or educators, administrators, you see the tears immediately flood down their faces, you know, because it's, it's a really moving moment to take a moment to say, I, I am, I am holding so So much. And of course, how human of me to have this moment where I can't, I just can't hold it all together right now. Like we're constantly so pushing much. beyond our capacity every single day. Like there's always someone who's going to be waiting on a response from us. Yeah. And the other day, I must have had a really distressed look on my face while I was on my laptop. My son, six years old, he comes over and he shuts my laptop and he goes, he puts his arms around me and goes, it's okay, mama. It doesn't have to be perfect. Oh. And I'm like, you oh. are, you are the teacher, you know, you, you are the teacher, little one, oh, you know, sweet guy. so That's it's beautiful. all these moments, yeah. you know, can lead, lead to beautiful moments like that, where, where they're reflecting it back to us when we need it most. Yes. Oh, and that just speaks volumes to your parenting. Oh, wow. You, uh, so everyone connect with all of these books, how can our listening audience um, and viewers, how can they connect with you? Oh my goodness. Well, please feel free to connect with me on Instagram at Transcending Trauma with Yoga. And my website is zabiyamasaki.com. And um, there's a number of offerings and trainings and resources that we provide. So it's just been such a and deep, deep honored to be with you today. Thank you for allowing me to share about my work and for this beautiful, sacred conversation and for the incredible work, Debbie, that you do in the world. You Mm. are so, you are doing exactly what you are meant to do. That is so, so clear in in who you are and everything that you embody. And just this is the first time I'm meeting you. I've been very familiar with your work, but just being able to feel your presence in person is incredibly sacred and special. So I've cherished this time with you today. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (sighs) Thank you so much, Sabi. Thank you for um, just that gorgeous reflection. I'm going to let all of that sink into the depths of my heart and body. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you so much for this revolutionary work, this pioneering work. This is so important. This is, you know, work like this doesn't just change someone's life. Someone who deserves to feel better in their life experience and in their body. But it changes generations because everyone that comes from that person that can connect with this life-saving, life-changing work um, will be impacted forever. You know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for who you are. Thank you. I would love to share a soul work practice with everyone. As you allow yourself to digest, think about, integrate uh, this episode, consider sharing it with someone that you feel safe with, um, someone that you think needs it or that 
could create space to be in conversation about something that may have arisen for you from this episode. So that's the first task, if you wish. The second would be consider taking some time to have a stretch practice this week. If you feel up to it and at any moment you don't, release it and it's fine. Um, But consider just having low lights in your home or being outside in nature, perhaps on the grass, and do some very slow stretching. It could look like you beginning on the ground if you're able to get into a seated position and slowly leaning forward. You may get as far as your knees and that's perfect. You may get up to your toes. That's perfect. Whatever it is, just notice yourself and then see if there's opportunity to spend a little more time there to deepen in that. Um, Hmm. And just see where that takes you. You know, after you do it the first time, see if you feel willing and open to doing it the next day and then the next and the next and see uh, what comes up for you in that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining me on this show. As always, please uh, head to Apple for that five-star review if you feel so called and a written review. I'm grateful and I'll see you next time. Namaste. Namaste. The content presented on Deeply Well serves solely for educational and informational purposes. It should not be considered a replacement for personalized medical or mental health guidance and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, it is advisable to consult with your healthcare provider or health team for any specific concerns or questions. Connect with me on social at Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram. Or you can go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, don't forget, please rate, review, and subscribe, and send this episode to a friend. Deeply Well is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jacquees Thomas, Samantha Timmons, and me, Debbie Brown. The beautiful sound bath you heard? That's by Gerilyn Glass from Crystal Cadence. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.